You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Again, it's just that, the, the power of together. The idea that we are able uh, to accomplish more, to become more, uh, to go further and higher in life um, in uh, community with one another. And I want you just to hear these words from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning there in verse 9. And here's what Solomon wrote. He said, two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. And I I heard that so clearly in your testimony today, you know, just about how the power of others in your story has really helped you to get to where you are today. He says, For the if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So really what the writer of Solomon there is really essentially saying, he's saying one is good, two is better, but three is best. One is good, Two is better, three is best. According to a 2018 national survey by Cigna, they talked about how issues of loneliness have reached all-time highs. And they're citing that nearly half of U.S. adults right now are reporting times where they feel somewhat or completely alone. 45% of survey participants also reported sometimes or always they feel that their relationships are not very meaningful and they feel very isolated. And again, the effects of social uh, isolation on mental health are really a challenge even at the best of times. But societal isolation has taken on a whole new level, especially within the context of the uh, coronavirus. As we watch churches, restaurants, schools, shopping centers all close several years ago, we were also all instructed that we needed to socially distance uh, from one another within our immediate families at home. We were encouraged not to gather together uh, for holidays, for celebrations, to get together with friends outside the home. And that opportunity for social interaction was greatly reduced. And all of this, they're now coming to see even the effects of this on our children in schools and in their education. Uh, as we've looked at the the, the ramifications of this uh, across our, our society, many, many people have suffered and continue to suffer the effects of what was done several years ago. Social isolation can uh, just exacerbate you know, social and mental illnesses. And it can make people who suffer from loneliness um, in in normal circumstances, it, it can make them feel even worse, creating very negative uh, effects on the health and well-being of others. 
Multiple studies have shown that prolonged isolation and loneliness can cause depression, increased stress, anxiety, cognitive uh, decline, which has certainly been identified in our students as, as they're uh, able now to kind of look at uh, testing scores and see that American students have really lost um, a lot in these last few years. And they also find that there's just this increased progression of, of dementia and even Alzheimer's. And again, all of that to say being alone or isolated for long periods of time can have very, very devastating effects. Again, notice what Solomon says in the verses leading up to the ones I just read to you uh, there uh, in, in chapter 4. Look at, just back up even two verses to verse 7. He says, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone. The case of a man who is all alone without a child or brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asked himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It's all so meaningless and depressing. And then it leads into that next verse, verse nine, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. I don't watch a lot of movies. Janie will tell you in part because I fall asleep uh, pretty quickly, uh, sometimes even in the middle of good movies. But there was a movie that I did watch back in 2016 that I did not fall asleep in. It was a good movie. It was called The Founder. And it was a story about a true businessman whose name was Ray Kroc. And he uh, was, uh, it tells the story of how he went about to create a McDonald's uh, fast food chain. And it tells a story that clear back in 1948, there were two brothers uh, by the name of Richard and Maurice McDonald. And they converted their barbecue drive-in uh, with car hops, and they turned it into uh, the world's first McDonald's limited menu self-serve drive down in San Bernardino, California. It was one restaurant that was really able, uh, through their innovation, to be able to serve uh, one community. In 1954, a man by the name of Ray Kroc, he mortgaged his home, and he invested his entire life savings uh, to become the exclusive uh, distributor of a five-spindled milkshake maker, and it was called the multi-mixer. And Ray Kroc had heard about this McDonald's uh, hamburger stand there in San Bernardino uh, that was running eight multi-mixers at one time. So he kind of packed up his car, headed to California because he wanted to see exactly what these brothers were doing. And when he got there and kind of observed the work that they were doing, he had never seen so many people being served so quickly in all of his life. And so he, at one point, goes into the restaurant and he meets with these brothers and he offers them a very simple idea. He says, why don't you open up more than one restaurant? Because Ray Kroc was convinced if he could sell to them eight multi-mixers, 
in one place, he could sell them additional multi-mixers in other places as well. And so he saw this as, as a way to kind of expand his business. And the brother says, well, who could we get them, you know, who could we get to open these additional restaurants for us? And Ray Kroc answered, what about me? And in 1955, Ray Kroc opened the first McDonald's franchise in Des Plaines, Illinois. And as they say, the rest is history. Today, there are over 38,000 McDonald's in about 116 different countries, selling more hamburgers than any other restaurant on planet Earth. And Ronald McDonald, along with Santa Claus and Mickey Mouse, is one of the three most well-known figures in all the world. Again, how does this happen? Well, again, Ray Kroc understood that principle found there in the Bible. And whether he realized it or not, knew it or not, was applying it or not, again, the principle is two are better than one. And again, there is unbelievable power in, in coming together. There's unbelievable power in working uh, with one another that goes beyond addition to multiplication. Uh, you know, not even the Lone Ranger faced life alone. He too had a companion, Tonto. Now again, the, the principle of together, of, of two being better than one, again, you find that all over the New Testament. This is not just a unique principle found there just in the book of Ecclesiastes. As a matter of fact, the word saint appears 99 times in the New Testament. And here's the thing, it's always plural. You never find the word in a singular form. It's always plural. Every time you read the word, it's saints because you, you just can't have one. Saints come in at least two. Now I wanna say some, uh, two things to you at the beginning to kind of emphasize uh, what I want you to hear. And again, I think it ties in so beautifully with Teresa's message, her testimony here this morning. Everybody needs somebody. And, and, and I know we, we say, oh, I, I already know that, but yet we continue in many ways to walk alone and in isolation. Everybody needs somebody and somebody is needed by everybody. Everybody needs somebody, and somebody is needed by everybody. Loners live lonely lives. There's an interesting verse in Proverbs 18.1 that says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Eugene Peterson in the message, he translates this same verse by saying, loners who only care for themselves spit on the common good. One of the most fascinating things you'll find about serial killers is the vast majority of them are loners. The vast majority of people who go on to become serial killers are loners. Ted Bundy, the son of Sam, the Unabomber, all of these men were isolated and lonely. 
Again, there is power in together. Two are better than one. As you think about why they are better than one, it tells us again how important fellowship and unity in the church are. First, two are more profitable than one. Verse nine says two people can accomplish more than twice as much as one. They get a better return for their labor. And again, it's true that two can reach more than one, two can do more than one, two can make more than one, two can return more than one. Oftentimes, maybe you've heard or you've even used the word, oh, that, that man, he can do the work of two men. Well, that sounds great, but it's really impossible. One man cannot do the work of two men unless those two men are very, very weak and inactive. Only two men can do the work of two men. But the principle here is, is that when two men work together, diligently work together, side by side, giving their most and giving their best, they will have a greater return for their efforts than if they worked alone. Did you know the highest paid lawyers in America are those who work in firms, not those who work alone, but those lawyers that work alongside other lawyers? Fact of the matter is, every one of us in this church pulling together can get far more done than any of us could ever do on our own, no matter how gifted or talented we may be. Has it ever occurred to you that there are three things that we all need but can never get alone? Three things every one of us in this room we need but we could never get it alone. We need companionship, but one cannot be a companion to himself. We need comfort, but one cannot be a comfort to himself. We need counsel, but one cannot be a counsel to himself. Two are better than one. The whole principle of togetherness, of having someone you can lean on, someone that's that three o'clock in the morning friend, someone that you can depend on, again, it is found, that theme is found throughout the Bible and for a very good reason. There's a little phrase that's found in the New Testament, and it's that phrase, one another. And it emphasizes not only the responsibility that we have to one another, but the benefits. So there's a responsibility of one another. There are benefits of one another. Listen to just a few of these. John 13, 34, we are to love one another. Romans 15, 7, we are to receive one another. Romans 15, four, we are to admonish one another. Galatians 5, 13, we are to serve one another. Ephesians 4, 32, we are to be kind to one another. Ephesians 5, 21, we are to submit to one another. 1 Thessalonians 4.18, we are to comfort one another. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, we are to edify one another. Hebrews 3.13, we are to exhort one another. James 5.16, we are to pray for one another. 1 Peter 4.8, we are to be hospitable to one another. Are you picking up a theme there? 
Again, none of this can we get alone. It comes in being in community with one another. Two are better than one. And again, we can't do any of those scriptures alone because we need to be loved. We need to be served. We need to be comforted. We need to be edified. We need to be exhorted. We need to be prayed for. And that can only happen through the power of together. Secondly, two are more protected than one. Look at verse 10. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. I experienced that two years ago when I fell out of a tree stand 20 feet. I was all alone. There was no one there to help pick me up. So that verse is very, very true. To the Jewish reader, he would understand why Solomon was saying this. And again, back then, roads and paths in Palestine, they were not paved, uh, and they were not really all that level. There were a lot of potholes and uh, uh, hidden rocks um, that that people would stumble upon uh, as they would walk along. And again, it was not uncommon in those days, given the kind of paths that they walked along, for a person to fall, to sprain uh, their ankle, to break uh, a leg, or to even fall into a pit. Now again, the fact of the matter is, is, as you walk down this rocky road of life, there are going to be at least two times when you are going to go down. Okay, you're either gonna you're either gonna fall down or you are gonna get pushed down. Okay, and every one of us have probably experienced both of those, where where we've fallen down and those times where we have been pushed down. But again, regardless of whether you fall down through something you do yourself or you're knocked down because of the actions of, of others, you need someone who is going to be there to help pick you back up. There's an old Swedish proverb that says, a shared joy is a double joy, and a shared sorrow is half a sorrow. Jackie Robinson, if you're a big baseball uh, fan, he was the first black ever uh, player to play in Major League Baseball. And the first year or two that he was in the major leagues, he faced incredible persecution and jeering from the crowds in every stadium he appeared in. While playing one day in his home stadium of Brooklyn, he just committed a, a, a big air. And, and his own fans really began to jeer and, and to boo and to ridicule him. And Jackie Robinson stood there at second base with his head down, and he just felt completely humiliated and alone as those fans just continued uh, to boo him. Finally, shortstop Pee Wee Reese came over, and he stood next to Jackie Robinson. And he just put his arm around him, and he just stood there looking at the crowd. And immediately, the fans grew very quiet. And Jackie Robinson later said, Pee Wee Reese literally saved his career when he just came and just stood by him. Never said anything, but just came and stood by him. That's why two are better than one. When one falls, another is there to pick him up. Thirdly, two are more productive than one. 
Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Now again, oftentimes we kind of relate this scripture to marriage, and there definitely are benefits uh, to marriage, sharing a bed, especially on a cold winter's night. And again, on those wintry nights, we can bring warmth one to another. And again, there's certainly a benefit and appreciation in that verse. But the truth is, is that God gives us other people even outside the context of marriage in other relationships. He does give us in marriage uh, husbands and wives in families. He gives us brothers and sisters. Uh, In life, he gives us friends and companions. In churches, he gives us fellow believers because again there is strength in numbers there is a benefit there is a power in together and Proverbs 18:22 uh, says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord and so again those of us that are blessed to be married our spouse is it is it is God's favor to us. Uh, And we just need to be thankful uh, for that gift of God's favor to us. Since there's also strength when a man and a a wife have children. Psalm 123, uh, 127 verse three says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. Children are a gift from God. And again, in this culture right now, in this culture where abortion seems to be just such a a, a major contention in our culture today, oftentimes we lose sight of that. Children are not a burden. Children are not a choice. Children are a reward. They are a gift to us from God. Fourth is two are more powerful than one. Verse 12 says, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. Did you know one of the first things Marines are taught to do in preparing for warfare is to learn how to dig a foxhole? In fact, it's a specific command called digging in. But did you know that they are also taught in boot camp to dig a hole large enough for not just one, but two people? Why? Because again, the very principle that is found there in this verse. During World War II, the Japanese conducted experiments to find the most effective type of punishment that they could use to get the information they wanted from prisoners. Do you know what they discovered? They found that more effective than beatings or even torture was solitary confinement. They found after just a few days of just being completely isolated, having no contact with anyone, most soldiers would tell them almost anything they wanted to know. When someone, again, comes and attacks you, whether that is physically or whether it's your character, if someone tries to defile your reputation or tries to spread a rumor, again, oftentimes we need and we're called as brothers and sisters to come to the aid and to stand with that person. Friends will take our part when others try to take us apart. And again, there's more power 
in one or in two than in one. And again, that's why everybody needs somebody and everybody is needed by somebody. If somebody feels they don't need somebody, nobody can help them. That's what I loved about Teresa's story. She talked about you know, trying to do this on her own. And while she had maybe a little bit of success, her greatest success came when it became more than just her. When there were other people invited into her life, into her story, into her struggle, she began to make tremendous progress. I came across this following piece that I thought says it so well, uh, and again, into the, the power of together, and it goes like this. How important are you more than you think? A rooster minus a hen equals no baby chicks. Kellogg minus a farmer equals no cornflakes. If the nail factory closes, what good is the hammer factory? Beethoven's genius would not have amounted to much if the piano tuner hadn't shown up. A cracker maker will do better if there's a cheese maker. The most skillful surgeon needs the ambulance driver who delivers the patient. And just as Rogers needed Hammerstein, you need someone and someone needs you. So again, I think it is an undeniable fact that two are better than one. Two are safer than one. Two are warmer than one. Two are stronger than one. But I want you to notice this last part of the verse. A threefold cord is not easily or quickly broken. The strongest ropes available on the market today are three-stranded ropes. One cord can be easily uh, broken. Two requires a little more strength, but a three-stranded cord is not easily or quickly broken. Not only is that true of rope, it's true of marriage. It's true of friendships. A man and a woman can have a good marriage with just the two of them, and many do, but the strongest marriage of all is a marriage where there are three, the man, the wife, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just gonna close with this story of a father uh, who had a family of sons that were continually fighting uh, with each other. And one day, the father called his uh, sons before him, and he picked out the strongest one, and he handed him a stick. And he said to the son, break the stick. And the son took it, and he snapped it very quickly. The man handed him two sticks, and he said, snap them. And again, quickly, easily, he snapped the two. Handed him three sticks and said, snap them. And he did. Finally, after snapping four, five, and six, he got to seven sticks, and the young man tried and strained with all of his might, but he could not snap the sticks. Then the dad put his sons all together, and together they snapped the sticks. And the father said to his sons, I want you to learn a very important lesson. There is strength in unity. A house divided cannot, will not stand. Anybody can overthrow you one by one, but if you will stand together in unity and united strength, you can defeat an army. What that father said to his sons is also true of what Jesus would say to the church today. 
when we stand together in unity and harmony, there is nothing the enemy can do to ever come against us or to break us. That is the power of together. It is the power of unity. We talked about this in our Wednesday night group this past week for strategic discipleship. We talked again about the prayer that Jesus prayed for his church and the prayer that Jesus prayed for his church was a prayer for unity. That is again the heart of the Father towards his church is that he wants us to be unified. Again, there is power in together. One is good, two is better, three is best. Amen? Let's stand together this morning. Father, again, we just thank you so much. Again, just for this scripture, again, just for the reminder of the strength that really comes, Lord, when we walk together. When, whether that's uh, as husbands and wives, whether that's as friends, whether that's as brothers and sisters in the Lord, when we walk together in unity, in harmony, Father, we will accomplish and we will become so much more than we would ever be able to do alone. And Father, this morning, I, I just particularly pray for those in our congregation who maybe are struggling with that sense of loneliness, maybe that sense of isolation, maybe feeling that they're all by themselves and they're feeling that frustration, Lord, of, of not being able to get very far in life or to be able to accomplish very much. And Father, this morning, I pray, Lord, that this message would be just an encouragement to their heart that would also be an opportunity for them to begin to look around and that, God, you would begin to highlight people for them, Father, that you could use to bring alongside them, that there would, again, just be people who could be an encouragement, a comfort, that there would be people that would be able to serve and to admonish, that there would be people that, that would be able to kind of come alongside and to share whatever burdens they are carrying. That God, again, we can see the power of together, that we can know that, that one is good, two is best, but three is better. And Father, I pray that in every relationship that we have here in the church, Father, I pray that every one of those relationships would again just be fused with the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That we would know that together with and in Christ, in unity with Jesus, Lord, that a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. So Father, this morning I just pray, Lord, that again you'll help us as a congregation. You'll help us individually and together as a congregation to just walk in greater and deeper unity. That again, Father, we would discover anew and afresh in deeper ways again the power of together. And we just again thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to just I want to just take a moment. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.